1: This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter, at Eric Balkman, and the FFPC on Twitter, at FFPC. This week, I'm talking with the defending FFPC Main Event $500,000 winner, Jerry Hooten. Currently, Hooten sits in 10th place overall in this year's Main Event as he tries to make it back-to-back, Million dollar years. In this episode, we break down a few of the backup running backs and some high stakes waiver wires that need to be grabbed, the philosophy of lineup setting in a season long national event, and much more. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to RotoViz by using the code RVRadio2021. That's RVRadio2021. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the of his content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here is the defending $500,000 FFPC main event champion, Jerry Hooten. We are, we are welcoming aboard uh, royalty, FFPC royalty, former half million dollar main event winner, uh, along with your nephew, Phil. It's Jerry Hooten back, on the road of his high-stakes lowdown. Welcome aboard, man.
2: Well, thank you. I always like being on this program because that means I'm doing something right.
1: <laughs> well, you did a lot right. So did you spend all the, the the 500 grand? Is that all gone? Have you invested in anything? What did you spend it on?
2: I didn't spend all of it, but it went into real estate.
1: Oh, good for you. Good for you. A, a, a nice, uh, lucid um, uh, way to spend your money. So that, that is, uh, that's good to hear. Um, and you're on your way. To try to um, to win it again, tenth place right now in the FFPC main event. Uh, did you? So you and Phil, when you, I, I assume you guys drafted this together. Did you feel like this one was special? Did it stand out? Um, you know more so than some of the other main event teams that you had drafted this year.
2: Uh, this one I, I liked a lot. I also liked the one that was in uh, that's in fortieth. Actually, kind of like that team a little bit better. I think it has some more upside. But, uh, yeah, th- those two teams. And there's another one that I thought would, would be a lot doing a lot better than what it is. It's five and four. I thought it was a lot better team than that. But it, it still has a shot of getting in the playoffs.
1: Well, that's good. Um, and, and certainly to have multiple bullets at this thing, that, that always makes it easier. One of the guys that you, you got back after a long absence on this team in 10th place was Jerry Judy. Gets that high ankle sprain week one. He misses all this time. Now he's back, and, I, and I'm just kind of curious when you expect him or if you expect him to turn it on at some point this season, become the main guy in Denver over Cortland Sutton. Are we about to see Jerry Judy go on a tear here to to close out the 2021 season?
2: I I already figure him as being above Cortland Sutton already. I mean, that Denver offense, they, they, they don't run a lot of plays, so his upside's probably capped a little bit, but – I would love for him to get back to where he was before he got hurt. That'd be, I'd be all for it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think that was one of the things that we noticed, or at least I noticed during drafting season. I mean, Judy was going significantly ahead of, of Cortland Sutton. In fact, and, and you can feel free to disagree. You probably know this better than me, but as we got closer to the start of the season, didn't you see Jerry Judy rising up draft boards and in, in the main event more so when he was getting taken in like July or August.
2: Oh yeah. He, he got squeezed up there fifth, sixth round, I guess, where he was going. But, yeah, he you, you could have got him in the, you know, 10th, 11th round in the summertime.
1: Um, And you already view him as the main guy over Sutton. I think that is probably the popular uh, take on him right now, Um, and it's just a matter of him, you know, putting that into motion. Um, let's go back
2: and forth. One week it's going to be Sutton, and, that, you know, two weeks it'll be Judy, then one week it'll be Sutton. But I, I think going out, he'd be the one to have.
1: Does it, who do you think, I mean, th- does the quarterback matter there between Bridgewater and Locke? I mean, it certainly seems like it's Bridgewater's job to lose. Do, do you like one of them more so um, with Bridgewater at quarterback?
2: I like Judy way better with Bridgewater than Sutton. Sutton needs a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who doesn't mind throwing it into tight windows because he's not going to get separation, but he's, he, he can get leverage. So I think Bridgewater will, will, will see Judy flash open and throw him the ball.
1: Um, let's talk about a lineup decision that's that's facing you this week. Uh, Michael Carter is at home against the Bills. Um, you have him in there. At least the last I saw the lineup, you have him in there uh, in, as a starter over Hunter Renfro, who is uh, also at home, but he's taking on that Chiefs defense. Um, do you anticipate making a flip there and, and benching Carter in favor of Renfro, or do you think it's gonna, uh, we, you know, when the when the real bullets start flying on Sunday, Carter's gonna be there and, and he's gonna stay in there
2: instead? Well, I believe Carter's gonna stay in there, but Renfro may go in for DJ Moore. That would be the oh one boy. guy I would drink.
1: Yeah, what okay, so let's talk about what's what's going into that decision. Cause obviously you you invested a lot more draft capital than DJ Moore, but you know, he's he's sort of fallen off. What's what do you think the reason is for that? And and how seriously are you thinking about, about putting Renfro in there for him?
2: <sighs> I I'd probably sixty forty in favor of doing it. I just, Renfro, you know, the, the Raider offense has now become a two-wide receiver. You know, it's it's Waller and Renfro. That's the only two guys getting targets. The Carolina offense has just hit a wall. Now, maybe with McCaffrey coming back in there, they'll get back in the groove and Moore can be more productive. But as it sits right now, I would play Renfro over Moore. Draft, and, where you drafting him doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter where yeah. you drafting him anymore. That's gone.
1: You know, and, and what's interesting too is um not only is is has DJ Moore, you know, you mentioned the whole Carolina offense, which is true, as DJ Moore has fallen on hard times. Robbie Anderson's just had a tough season altogether, and Terrace Marshall's been hurt. So we looked at this team at, at the start of the year, like hey, maybe they have three options. Right now, they they really have no consistent options in there. And I I, I am curious as to see, you know, once once the games kick off at one o'clock on Sunday, what the starting uh, percentage will be on those DJ Moore owners if he is flexed out or or if he is benched? That that's going to be something to watch uh, this week, no question. Um, James Connor, you're you're the beneficiary here of of the the Chase Edmonds injury because you have Connor on your team. He's got what four multi-touchdown games so far this season. Had the three-touchdown performance this past week against San Francisco. Um, I did see a report this week that Eno Benjamin is is going to be more involved, and I know the thing with Connor too is you know part of the reason he has been so successful is because Arizona has managed his touches, and he has had a guy like Chase Edmonds out there. Do you think that that Connor is going to be more of a bell cow going forward, or does Eno Benjamin—I don't want to say take on the Chase Edmonds role, but does he eat into this to make it more of a timeshare?
2: Oh, he'll definitely eat into it. I don't think it matters if you should start James Conner or not. That that shouldn't be irrelevant. I mean, how many running backs in the league actually take the vast majority of snaps? what well, four or five of them total. So any running back is going to have somebody eating at him. If you you know if Conner's the best guy to play, play him regardless of what Eno does or not. You know, it's interesting here.
1: We we're just talking about the Panthers, and we're recording this on Tuesday to let everybody. Um, behind the curtain here a little bit but Ian Rappaport actually just tweeted out that Sam Darnold has a fractured scapula and uh, it sounds like he's going to be out several weeks now you're looking at PJ Walker in in Carolina how does that change the the DJ Moore decision do you like do you like you know knowing that you have a healthy quarterback in there throwing to DJ Moore or does this not not affect the decision as much as I might think
2: well, it just cements that I'm putting Renfro in now. I'm gonna have to see a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It is a backup quarterback too. Um, and and with DJ Moore, it's I mean just, you got to remember this
2: is good. a team that's in tenth overall. I'm nine and zero, oh, and I'm just trying to score points to you know to be the tot- the total point guy to get the buy or get the you know the seed get the automatic into the tournament. So on this team, I'm not playing any wishy-washy guys. I'm playing guys I know we're going to get out there and play and put some points up. So that's, that's an easy for me. But if somebody needed to win, catch up, maybe you take a shot with more.
1: And And when does that – Jerry, when does that sort of flip for you where you start, okay – I know um, this is it's gonna be near impossible for this team to miss the championship round. now I just got to go with with points I'm gonna go with safer options. when does that flip? do you start doing that like week five, week six, week seven when does when do you start looking at that and try to big
2: picture it? Uh, well it goes into full effect this week we're only three weeks out so you know it depends on where you are. we were in a pretty comfortable spot but I mean you can you, any team can go on a nine you know four or five game losing streak. But we're close – you know, right now it's in full effect. That's the two teams that are, you know, the 10th and 40th team, I'm going to play safe. The other teams, I need to catch up a little bit. I may be I'm a little more aggressive.
1: Um, let's uh, let's talk about Adrian Peterson. I noticed that you grabbed him in, in uh, several of your main event leagues last week. I don't know if you grabbed him in a, in a bunch of other leagues. But I'm just kind of curious um, roughly how much – did you pay um, for, for Peterson off the waiver wire? And why was it important for him uh, or for you to get him on your rosters in the main event and the other leagues you picked him up in?
2: I got him, you know, in the $500 range. them were the 40 team. I needed a running back. So I, you know, I looked on the board and see what the what some of the people had left. And the one guy had 592. So I bid 593 to make sure I got him. <laughs> you um. Peterson is in a is in a great spot. He's in a run heavy team. They'll have no problem feeding him the ball twenty times a game. He's going to get the goal line work. I, you know, where do you find that at week nine? I know he's thirty six years old, but where do you, you know, where do you find a guy like that in week nine? You can't take the fab money with you. So if I had it, I figured I'm going to spend it and get him and roll the dice, and I may, run, you know, come up with a nice RB two. In week
1: nine, let me. Well, how does this? I mean, I guess this is kind of team dependent. But um, if you had Adrian Peterson and you had DJ Moore and you only had one flex spot, who who would you roll with there? I mean, if if it's the tenth or the fortieth place team, are you much more likely to play Peterson there than 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 DJ Moore? Yes. And then it, the more would still be the upside play, right? If you if you needed not a hail mary, but if you needed a make up, I, I don't round. know who
2: ten, if, I don't remember who Tennessee plays this week, but it's a New Orleans, I believe, which is a fairly tough matchup. I mean, if you wanted, yeah, yeah, probably. You know, I figured Peterson's probably pretty safe to get what he did last week against the Rams, ten, twelve points. Might get uh, he might get two touchdowns. You know, you know. More yeah, who knows? We'll get you three.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tennessee is at home against the Saints this week, too, so that that works out uh, uh, for Peterson owners like yourself. Um, now, let's talk about a guy here, another running back, that I have gone back and forth on so many times this year, and I think a lot of fantasy owners have, too. Ramondre Stevenson was pretty big in Week 9. Uh, report, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember when I saw it, um, about um, they were going to see about the Stevenson – Uh, Damian Harris split uh, in New England. So how seriously are you looking at starting him, Ramondre Stevenson that is, in the leagues you have him? How seriously are you looking at starting him against the Browns this week?
2: He would be one of those kind of guys that I wouldn't want to start him unless I had to. First of all, you'd have to make sure that he's activated because he gets in, you know, Belichick and his running backs. That's why everybody's frustrated because who knows what he's going to do with them. Right. If he is active and you know, you needed somebody, I would put him, but it would be a rough spot for me.
1: I and, and it it kind of depends too. Like, um this, this I is would say AJ
2: that, more over him. I'm gonna yeah. put that way.
1: Yeah, and, and I think like as it stands right now, I mean there's there's plenty of good options um, you know, ahead of him in, in my opinion, even after he's coming off this this big uh this big week nine too. Um, I'm just looking at, um, Damian Harris right now. Cause I know he did get, uh, he got dinged up and I don't, I think it was, they said it was a head injury, but I haven't seen anything. If it's a concussion, if he has to go through the the protocol or anything like that, but certainly if, if Harris is inactive, then Stevenson right. becomes well, uh much more attractive.
2: Uh, as yeah, that's as well. an entirely different story then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, um, I think you know, Ramondre got kicked in the head too. I think he's in the Concussion protocol also. Oh,
1: maybe he is. Yeah, maybe he is as well. I'm actually going to check that right now um, because if if that's the case, then you have a situation where, um, you know, you're really – that might be a, um,
2: a – No, you're back later. to a Brandon Bolden weekend.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're right. It was his final carry. Uh, Stevenson gets kicked in the head, and um, that was after uh, – um, uh, Yeah, Damian Harris got, got hurt, and then – Steve. So, yeah, both – both had injuries, and then Brandon Bolden. Well, okay, so that's the thing, too. Now, if if one of them is inactive, do you look at a, a flex of Bolden, or is that just too much of a Hail Mary?
2: Oh, yeah, that would be rough. But – I mean, it's certainly – I mean, it's – it's I, w- I would rule it out. I mean, obviously, it's, it's him or somebody else. I would take DJ Moore over him. But, you know, running back position can get awful thin nowadays, so – why not?
1: Yeah. And, well, we had – and I referenced this last week when, when I was talking with Billy Muzio, but we had Adam Krautwurst on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, never drop a running back. because you never, And he said it a little tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like you never know when one of these guys will all of a sudden be a top 20 play, right, because of injuries, because of whatever. Um, these guys are all just one play away, and that's why, you know, I try to hoard them too. Are you – well, we'll get – I'll tell you what. Let's get into this question right now. A backup running back that that you have seen in the way on the waiver wire a lot right now. That you're surprised he's out there that much. That you think should be owned a little bit more. That if you do have a dead roster spot this week that you're looking to fill, that uh, is worth a flyer. Is there anybody out there right now for you,
2: Jerry? I would, uh, yeah. There's a couple of guys. Like you said, if somebody gets hurt, I mean, this guy can roll in. That's Peyton Barber. Uh, you just mentioned him earlier. Eno Benjamin. There's another guy you could probably... Who knows? Right. And then uh, Deontay Foreman in Tennessee. Those would be the three guys I would... Uh, I'd, I'm going after this week. Do you find yourself uh, Just from in case like a waiver work? Work?
0: Right, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Um, Do you find yourself, from a a roster construction standpoint, Jerry, do you find yourself doing that every week, and and especially in the main event where the – the waiver wire—I don't want to say is bare, but there's not a ton out there. Do you find yourself doing that every week of, of looking at those one-play away running backs and try to acquire them just just
2: in case? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the only—that's the to me—that's the best way to go. And Adam, like you said, Adam does the same thing. You just only carry enough enough wide receivers that you need. I mean, you can always there's you can always pick up a wide receiver five. I mean, they're on the board, they're on the waiver wire, and then just. Stack as many running backs as you can, and like you say, don't cut them because as soon as you do, they'll, they'll become a superstar.
1: Yeah, no, and, and we've seen it time and time again where that happens Or somebody cuts a guy early in the season, somebody goes down. Well, think about Ernest Johnson. I mean, now you have this COVID situation um, in, in Cleveland where Kareem Hunt was already on IR, uh, and now you have um, John Kelly and Nick Chubb and Dimitri Felton all on the COVID list. It's going to be very difficult for them to get cleared in time for Sunday's game. I know they just signed Brian Hill um, to their practice squad. But think about all those people that spent all that money on Dearness Johnson and then maybe cut them once Chubb came back. You know, that's why you don't cut players. And and this could come back to haunt you, especially, you know, we'll see how long Chubb's on the COVID list. Maybe it won't even be a one-week thing. But, I mean, this is this is why you – You keep these guys around, especially a guy in Johnson who showed that he can do it at the highest level um, for sure. Um, Speaking of players uh, that you're keeping around, Trey Lance is a player that you were drafted on the 10th place team in the main event right now. He's still on your team. And I want to know as we go through this, navigate through this bi-week gauntlet, why do you believe Trey Lance is a player that's worth keeping around on this roster?
2: Uh, if you had, we'd done this interview on Thursday, he wouldn't be on the team.
1: (laughs) All right. So maybe he's not worth keeping, but you kept him around this long, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's upside who knew who knew if he was going to do anything or not. It's obviously it's, it's Garoppolo's job. I have Matt Stafford who has a week 11 bye, so we ran it for as long as we could. So it's time to move on. And I don't have no problem cutting a San Francisco 49er player. Yeah. I enjoy it.
1: What do you what do you yeah, make of the being a uh, Rams fan? Yes, yes, exactly. What do you make of that Niners backfield right now? Is it just a mess? Is it is it Eli Mitchell and 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 that's it?
2: I don't know. I think Jeff Wilson may have something to say about that. It's, Did you go you know, after- it's like New England. That, that yeah. backfield is like New England. Who the hell knows? <laughs> um,
1: well, uh, did you go after when – because we saw some people pick up Jeff Wilson last week. Um, did you go after him in any of the leagues that that he was still out there in? N-
2: not aggressively. I might have put a little bit bait on him, but n- not aggressively, no.
1: Okay. All right. All um, right fantasy standpoint here is Odell Beckham makes it through un uh unclaimed on waivers Tuesday afternoon from a fantasy standpoint Jerry if you could put him anywhere that would be the best for his 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 stats for this season where where would that spot be
2: wow <clears throat> well i think you'd have to go to a quarter a place with a dominant quarterback and the right. first spot on my head would be it's Green Bay
1: uh, and Ve- and Vegas already signed Deshaun Jackson, so they're probably out of it, right?
2: Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, just, I, I just don't see him. I don't think he gets – I'm sure somebody signs him, but I would. If, if he goes there with Aaron Rodgers, I think Aaron Rodgers could keep him in check, like Brady kept Antonio Brown in check. That may work. Uh, I could see him going to Arizona, could use him. I don't know him and him and Cal Murray how you know how that would work out in Indianapolis. They could use him too.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about? Let me throw this one out there. What about Kansas City?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would put him uh, if I was. I mean, I mean, obviously they could use him, but they're already going through some stuff. I don't know if you want to get him involved in all that.
1: Yeah, that's true. I uh, that'd, upset mean, that'd be the a apple great card
2: exactly they're already in a mess yeah but yeah that would be a spot i mean they could use him.
1: and we'll be, by the time this podcast is out we might know what his new destination is um but uh but we'll see i know the saints and the patriots were also apparently talking to beckham's people uh, as well um so so it, there'll, there'll be some time here before we find out where he is all right so week 10 uh the waiver wire um run essentially running wednesday night for the ffpc are you going hard after anybody this week, Jerry? Is is there anybody out there that you just feel like you gotta have, or are you just doing your due diligence and, and putting in some keep them keep them honest bids on on some players?
2: Well, those three running backs that I uh, we discussed earlier, Deontay Foreman, Eno Benjamin, and Peyton Barber. I'll I'll put him on some lineups. I have some you know spots I can get him for a couple bucks. You know, Jacobs is you never know. If Josh Jacobs goes down. Peyton Barber's you know an RB too. But Deontay Foreman and Eno Benjamin are the two, the two running backs I'm going to go after.
0: Did you
1: uh, in it's the been... leagues that? Yeah, in the leagues that you had, uh, yeah, the, the, Jerry, the leagues that you that you know you went after Peterson. Uh, w- was Jeremy McNichols available in any of those leagues? W- how would how did you sort of treat him, um, knowing that he's probably not going to get the early down work, but but he does catch the passes, uh, catch he will catch passes for Tennessee. How did you treat him on uh, in your bidding?
2: I thought Peterson and that in the Tennessee o- offense would be more valuable because a I think there's a very good team, probably going to be ahead more often, and I'll take the guy who gets the goal line work every time.
1: And you would think that if Peterson goes down, that role would not go to McNichols. It would go to Deontay Foreman, which is why you're going after him this week, right? Exactly. I got it. Okay. Um, all right. Final question. You've been very gracious with your time here, Jerry, as, as we uh, we get to this one. Um, is there an early round pick, or maybe not even an early round pick, but a guy that has been consistently started here um, over the course of the first nine weeks of the season, that you think is facing a poor matchup this week. I guess DJ Moore would qualify into this because a lot of people will be starting yep. him, um, and, and you're considering benching him. Um, a a, a early-round pick that you think should be benched, and then a sleeper that a lot of people will not have in their starting lineups that you not only think should be rostered, but that you might want to look at flexing out for Week 10, sir.
2: Wow, I didn't even see that question. I'm um, You're making me draw blind here.
1: <laughs> well, you, you can use DJ Moore. Um, for for the you know the early round pick that you th- I think that you made a pretty compelling case, and then we saw the PJ Walker news during the podcast um, that he'll be starting, so that would make sense as, as far as an early round pick um, or a stud that should be benched this week. And and you make the case, you know, for 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 those running backs that you said, you know, Peyton Barber and and Deontay Foreman and the like, you know, and and you know that you should be picking those up. Wouldn't necessarily be starting those guys this week because they don't have a role, but maybe somebody who is already rostered. Somebody you don't have to pick up this week, somebody who could step in and and really help somebody out in a in a flex spot
2: this week. Boy. I wish I'd I wish I'd have seen that question. I'd give it some thought.
1: <laughs> That's Unless, all right. Don't worry point. about it well. I'll tell you what, let, let me um let me throw a few um a few at you uh here. Bail me out. How about I'll bail you out, Jerry. I'll bail you out. What about this? So uh if Zach Moss now he's concussed if he um is indeed out is Singletary just a must start
2: Uh yeah I would I, you would have to be pretty damn strong at the running back position not to put him in at least in a flex you'd have to be pretty strong not to what not to about, play him
1: Right what about um and we didn't talk about the Eagles running backs at all but like the whole Jordan Howard Kenneth Gainwell Boston Scott conglomerate are any of those guys tripping your trigger for a start at Denver this week?
2: If out of that group, I, I, Howard, I'd say I like I like the guy who gets the goal line work, who's going to score the touchdowns. Uh, Howard is the same thing as it, he, he's probably a pretty solid flex play. I RB two would be tough, but I mean, if you had to put him in there, I, I would play him.
1: Let me ask you about same thing with Scott. Let me ask you – I'm sorry, about, go ahead. A, no, no, let me ask you. I'm going to shift um, – I want to shift uh, the position to receiver and somebody in your own backyard. What about Van Jefferson this week at San Francisco? What do you think about him?
2: He's a nice player. He's not a uh, – you know, being a Rams fan, I'm probably pretty critical. He, 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 he doesn't command the football. He's part of the piece of that offense. So it, he's a risky play. I – how I I haven't played him I got him on a team I don't play him but uh, it'd be rough to play him
1: um Russell Gage stepped up last week he gets the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas this week the resurgent Cowboys defense what about Russell Gage as as a as your second flex in FFPC main event um would he be worth the start this week
2: I believe he yeah you could put him there I think he's okay. going to get enough volume to where you can do it. Um, I mean, he could get shut out too, but I mean he's, he's he should get at least, you know, eight to ten targets. And it could be a shootout game.
1: Do you like either of the Browns tight ends at New England this week? Be it David Njoku, who got in the end zone last week, or or Austin Hooper?
2: You know, that that offense is designed for the tight end to be pretty productive, but they're not. I would ugh. I wouldn't want to start with them guys unless I really had to. I mean you'd have to be deep, but no I'd, I'd, I'd avoid starting them at all cost.
1: Um, and then this will be the final one. Um, Logan Thomas is supposed to be practicing this week. He gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in his first game back and think about you know um, how many targets that this this player was was getting this season. Um, is is he a guy that if you have him on your team, if it's FFPC, tight end premium, um, do you have to get him in your lineup or or is it worth waiting one more week just to see how his body reacts?
2: You know, if you happen to stumble into a, I mean, obviously if you drafted Logan, you you probably don't have anybody drafted anybody above him. You know, it's always nice to see a guy who come off a layoff to see a game, but you may not, you know, you may be starting a pretty weak, tight end, so you'd you'd have to start Logan. And I would would do it. I wouldn't have no qualms starting him.
1: We definitely have
2: no qualms. It's it's always nice to see a game, though, out of of a guy who comes back from an injury.
1: It's nice to see a game. It's nice to listen to a podcast with a $500,000 national champion, and we got that this week on the road of his high-stakes lowdown. One Jerry Hooten. Jerry, uh, enjoy the real estate uh, that you've already purchased. Uh, Enjoy the quest to uh, To win another half million dollars and maybe uh, maybe purchase some more properties. I hope the ball bounces your way. You got a lot of you know, like you said, tenth not only tenth place but 40th place, and another team that's right up there too that that could make a run here if the if uh, if you get a couple of things uh, to go your way as well. I certainly appreciate you um, uh, coming on and offering uh, some advice and, and some fantasy takes and some of these players tonight, and I know it'll help out the high stakes owners. Uh, and uh, good luck in Week Ten, dude. We'll talk again soon.
2: Well, thank you for having on me, and next time I'll read all the way to the bottom of the email.
1: <laughs> That's all right. I think we covered a lot more players this way, so maybe I gotta—I might have to read <laughs> right. the format of this. I think this might have worked out better. Thanks, Jerry. Be good.
2: Yeah. You bet. Take care.
1: Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the roto radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think and follow us on Twitter at roto radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to roto at a 10% discount through the NFL podcast homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast